Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 72, your Fiesta flight to Mexico and the ancient pyramids, now departing at gate 19. Okay, okay, boys, take it easy, take it easy. Now we're ready to start. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'll be right with you. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. So when you hear the words, go for launch, you'll definitely want to hang on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, could I have your attention, please? Um, excuse me. Uh, um... Quiet! Well, you, you got to project from the diaphragm. W. everybody and welcome to the WDW radio show your Walt Disney World information station I am your host Lou Mangello and this is show number 314 for the week of March 3rd 2013 I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast my videos blog live broadcasts events trivia books CDs and more you can find it all over at wdwradio.com Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Radio with more than 100,000 titles to choose from and many Disney titles as well, including Ridley Pearson's Kingdom Keeper series of books. Great place to start your audiobook collection. You can sign up for free over at audibletrial.com slash Radio. This week, I want to try and enhance your Walt Disney World experience and visit by telling you to not ride the attractions, see the shows, or run to grab your next Fast Pass. Instead, I'm going to try and help you appreciate the parks for some of the true joys hiding in plain sight as we share with you our top 10 places to stop and smell the roses in Walt Disney World. From hidden pathways to quiet places, from simple pleasures to charming vistas, we're going to help you see the Disney parks and resorts possibly as a whole new world. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for more WDW Radio event and meetup information before playing some of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. If you close your eyes, not if you're driving, please, and think of Walt Disney World, what comes to mind? Maybe laughing with your friends or family as you plunge down Chickapin Hill on Splash Mountain. Maybe a smile at the, as the Main Street Electrical Parade floats by. Maybe you think about riding the Haunted Mansion one more time to get just one more glimpse of Little Yoda, or doing your best Dame Judi Dench impression on Spaceship Earth, if you're like me. You may just imagine yourself basking in the glow of a delicious meal at your favorite restaurant. But you know, of course, that there's much, much more to Walt Disney World. In fact, for nearly 10 years, I've encouraged you to find and try to help you discover some of Walt Disney World's overlooked experiences, hidden treasures, and deeper layers of the onion in terms of detail and story. And I've asked you, dare say I've almost begged you to slow down, look up, down and all around and savor the Disney experience. And this week, 
we're going to take that idea to the next level because Walt Disney World is not about the attractions. It's about the parks. So in this top 10 segment, we're going to look at the top 10 places to stop and smell the roses in Walt Disney World. And so because it's a top 10 segment, you know I'm joined, of course, by the man who puts the 10 in top 10, Tim Bo Derek Foster. <laughs> Bo, there. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you are class, Liv. And I also want to welcome back another guest, Daniel Roberts, who is joining us tonight thanks to his very generous donation during our recent e-ticket event weekend charity auction to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. This is not Daniel's first rodeo because Daniel won the same auction last year when we did our top 10 wow moments in Walt Disney World. So I'm honored and excited to welcome him back to the virtual table. Daniel, welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Lou. I am a... Thank you, guys. Um, I am a, a top 10 lifer and uh, love both of you and love, Lou, your podcast. And... Um, especially love the uh, the the cause which is um, helping kids who uh, have some challenges to uh, fulfill their their dream and for a day or a couple of days or many many hours to not feel different and not allow um, what ails them to define them and Disney World does that so well, and the fact that you are uh, a champion of that cause uh, melts my heart, and I thank you. Well, I, I really do appreciate um, all your, your kind words and certainly what you do. You and everybody else who donates to the Dream Team Project to Benefit Make-A-Wish, you know and you can see the results of, of what you do and, and what it means to the people that you know we know need a little bit of Disney magic in their lives. So uh, I, I am very grateful for that. Uh, I'm excited about doing this kind of segment. I know that we love you too. Tim, maybe a little bit more. He wants to do the skipping down Main Street with you. But I love yeah. this idea of the top 10 places to smell the roses, to stop and smell the roses. Got to make sure we get it right. Uh, because I personally <clears throat> am not a plan every moment in Walt Disney World kind of guy. I know I live here now, but even when I lived in New Jersey and would come down, not because of the show or the books, but just as a guest, I was not an over planner. Uh, I, under, I know that some people are, and I certainly acknowledge that not everybody has the luxury of time, right? You have a very finite amount of time. Sometimes it's just a few days, a weekend, and you only come once maybe every few years. And I honestly... Uh, I feel bad, right? Because I think that people who unfortunately have to or maybe want to plan every moment from the first ADR to rope drop to exactly what attraction you're going to do when and literally are, they're not running, but they're walking at a brisk pace back and forth across the park. I think they're missing so much because Disney World is a, and I'm using air quotes, it is a park uh, very much sort of in the community sense in the word. It's it's a place to wander with friends and family, to stroll, meander, explore, I think especially in places like Disney's Animal Kingdom, and I think to let yourself get a little bit lost, right? So I, I want people to, to put down those maps, tear down those walls, slow down, and yes, even stop and smell the roses, both literally and figuratively, because we know there's such beautiful horticulture there, especially during Flower and Garden. But what does stop and smell the roses 
mean to you? And I'll, I want Daniel, you to go first and then Tim, because when we sort of floated this idea out there, we didn't talk as we normally don't uh, before the segment in terms of what the parameters are. You know, I change my parameters throughout the show. But what, what does that expression mean to you to stop and smell the roses in Walt Disney World? I know before you get started, I, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to tell you well, the way I interpreted it. I know both of you are going to set the ground rules and totally violate what I came up with. So Absolutely. Really, we're, we're pretty much really going to adjust to negate everything on your list. Told about beforehand. I deliberately didn't go in the park. <laughs> so I'm, that's it from that's it. I'm going to anxiously wait. <clears throat> So go ahead, Daniel. What is your sort of uh, interpretation of when I said stop and smell the roses? Well, first of all, I just want to say that the three of us were in the green room for the last hour. and This is exactly how it was. (laughs) There was bickering. The makeup people left. And and we were just like, what? Anyway, um, for me, stop and smell the roses is is very similar to what uh, Lou suggested in the intro that it's because it, in Disney World, traditionally, you're constantly moving from one place to the next as efficiently as possible to get on uh, a queue, to get on a ride. And this segment, I think, is about um, some pause or perhaps uh, reinterpreting that pattern or that rhythm. And my first stop and smell the roses has to do with lobby loitering. Hmm. Oh, did I steal something? No, interesting. Yeah, yeah you stole okay. mine. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I love you, Tim. I'm sorry. But, but it begins like this. And I actually have to give a shout out to my daughter, who is 18 days old, 16 days old, whose name is Miranda Roberts, who will be forced to listen to this segment over and over again um, until she's 89 or so. Uh, I love you, Miranda, and I apologize. But... Stop and Smell the Roses, for me, is hanging out in the lobby while everyone is rushing um, to the parks and watching them. And sitting, I've loitered in the best of lobbies. I've loitered in uh, the lobby of the the Grand Floridian and and looked up at the the huge... Uh, Victorian birdhouse, which you I, won't talk about now because that's on my list. So, which I don't mention because Tim and I came up with this in the green room <laughs> before Tim fired the makeup people. I also love loitering um, in the lobby of Wilderness Lodge just in the morning when you should be rushing to the parks, but you don't. You just take a moment to pause because I think one of the most amazing stop and smell the roses moments is when you watch um, your fellow uh, Disney brothers and sisters and and family members rushing off that they're so happy and for you to be stationary and for them to be moving it might mean that you sacrifice um, a fast pass here and there it might mean that you don't get to the first ride the first attraction as quickly as you might want, but to take pleasure in their pleasure is a stop and smell the roses moment. Just to watch other people be so happy, so alive at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning, to sit in the lobby and 
and chill out and watch them. And it could be that you have uh, breakfast with you or coffee or something. But to observe that and not have the instinct to jump on the bandwagon, but instead to sit and observe, to me, is a, uh, is a moment to, to stop and smell the roses. So your favorite lobby of all is which? I would say my favorite lobby for sitting due to the comfort of the, the chairs is Grand Floridian. My favorite lobby in terms of how it looks uh, would be the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, and, and there's some really comfy, I mean, that's a stop and smell the roses. You get in those big, comfy leather chairs by the roaring fireplace and the oh-so-delicate sounds echoing out of the Whispering Canyon Cafe. That's nice. What, like like grown men singing I'm a Little Teapot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one? <laughs> so, Tim, give me your interpretation of, of the expression and well, then your first of our top 400 places. Well, I, I'm taking this opportunity to to um, uh, take advantage of and employ a time-honored tradition of top 10, and that is to piggyback on the one that came before me. <laughs> so... I thought you were going to start off with a go with me here. All right, no, people, go I'm, with I'm me here. With, I'm holding the go with me still. Uh, okay. um, I interpreted this uh, a little different. I mean, obviously, we've done the, this stop and relax and take a moment and soak up all that's around you. Um, that, I, that's a topic we talk about quite a bit. So I thought, well, the, the second part, maybe it's not such a cliche, the smell the roses part. So, so I'm trying to meld the two together. And I guess I lied. There is sort of a go with me here on this one. But, <laughs> so, um, but you mentioned the Grand Floridian. That was one of mine. So I'm just going to start with that and kind of go off. I'm sorry, Tim. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, you might have been wrestling with Lou when I brought that up in the green room. That's okay. <laughs> well, um, we were. So. <laughs> um. Obviously, like you said, it's it's a wonderful place to sit and relax. Um, we like to go over there. My wife and I like to go there, um, uh, not just in the morning, like you said, but in the afternoons, late at night. Um, take a seat, listen to the band, have a nice dinner, listen to the piano player. I think it's a really fabulous place to just sit and not just unwind, but to um, to really take yourself to a different place, being in the Victorian splendor of that magnificent lobby. And the chandeliers and the and the, the the domes and the grand staircase, the elevator and all of it. Um, where I tie in the roses to. Get this. This is where everybody hold on tight. Go with, go with uh, them here. <laughs> one thing one thing that's wonderful to do in the Grand Floridian, as in most resorts, but I think especially in the Grand Floridian, is to go window shopping and going and check out the sh- the shops. Um, largely since because of how they're laid out and them being in the uh, surrounding the lobby. Um, on the upper level of the balcony. Um, lots of cool things to look at. One of our favorite shops to go in and check out is the Basin White store, which, uh, for those that haven't been there, is, is a store filled with uh, bath items, like bath beads and salts and, and soaps and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, leading into this, stop and smell the roses. Smells fabulous. I'm pretty sure they have rose-scented scents there, as well as a bunch of other things. Um, your cashmere's and your jasmines and all that kind of good stuff, um, but uh, a wonderful place to visit. And I will a little personal note of mine. We were just there, and 
those of you who don't know, I don't know how many people know this, I was recently engaged at the Grand Floridian, and among other things we had prepared for us were rose petals all over our table, which was a fabulous surprise, and that's when you said stop and smell the roses, selfishly, that's the first thing I thought of. Congratulations, that's amazing. Well, why, thanks. Um, and uh, again, it's just cool to sit in the Grand Floridian, especially around wedding time. If you happen to see Mickey and Minnie come down their tuxes and uh, wedding, wedding attire accompanying a newly married couple, that's a sight you'll never forget, too. So. See, so Daniel, he is a romantic. He a is a hopeless, somewhat a hapless romantic. romantic. Yeah. So when I was thinking about places to stop and smell the roses, I, I did a... Um, a little literal and interpretive uh, breakdown of what that was. And the place, the things I was really, that came to mind were places, right? Places I like to go to just stop and relax and really just sort of take in the area or the environment. So I actually, I'm probably going to steal uh, one or more of yours. Uh, obvious ones because my one of my places that I think people should stop and wander and meander to literally and figuratively smell the roses is at the Magic Kingdom at the Plaza Rose Garden. Uh, obviously located... Of course. I knew one of you had to had it, so yeah, I took, had to get it out first. It for me, too. Um, you know, there is that winding pathway that literally allows you to sort of meander between the entrance to Tomorrowland and that walkway to Fantasyland. There are hundreds of different rose bushes there, dozens of different varieties. Uh, the All-American Rose Selection Group actually gave this the Public Rose Garden Award back in 1985. Um, you also have that, that beautiful um, canopied area, that, that sort of uh, patinaed green uh, gazebo area, where, which was the former queue and loading area for the Plaza Swan Boats. Nice spot to sit and relax there. Sometimes there's tables and chairs uh, especially if you have young kids, maybe you have a, a baby that wants to take a nap. You can sort of uh, bring the stroller down there, let your child take a nap. Uh, at night, a lot of people sometimes don't sort of make their way in there. It's even a nice place to watch the fireworks because you're not as in that central hub of the crowd of Main Street. There's the smell of roses around you. You've got the fireworks overhead. You're with the one you love or Tim. It, uh, it really <laughs> is a place to, to stop and smell the roses. And I think it really is one of those places that is, is often overlooked because people wander right by it because they're rushing to New Fantasyland, they're rushing to Storbuck Circus, they're rushing to Space Mountain, whatever it may be. Uh, but there is actual, there's a lot of beauty, I think, in the Plaza Rose Garden. Isn't that where we watch the fireworks that... Oh, never mind. You and me. Um, I'm going to quickly move back to Daniel Roberts before this takes a, uh, a, a quick leap off of bad. I'll never forget. Oh. Cut okay. Off. Are you guys? Uh, <laughs> We're, We're done reminiscing. Yeah. You're done. Okay. I'm, I'm All right. This just reminds me of the green room again, but we'll, mm -hmm. um, my next, that was beautiful by the way, Lou. Um, my next stop and smell the roses is, um, a little esoteric, uh, <laughs> That's French for go with me here. <laughs> exactly. As I was accused of being last year with the, the Vix and everything. But this one is a little, um, it's, Nina and I have been, my wife Nina and I have been to Disney World um, a couple of times. And we are now blessed with a child, but before it was just the two of us children. And 
we would always appoint one or the other at the end of the day to sort of do a recap of what what we did, the the attractions we went on, and how we felt, how sort of a review of the day, and you know someone to sort of take minutes. And um, when Miranda is old enough, um, ideally with her grandmother Jill Roberts, who has never been to Disney World, who is listening tonight. Oh, the uh, humanity! Exactly, um, and she will go, um, and she's wonderful. Um, that to appoint someone in the family at the end of the day to uh, recapture the events, to have them at dinner go through every attraction that the family saw and to speak about it. I think that's a stop and smell the roses moment. Um, as you go, just to, to appoint someone to pay attention to what the family is doing, what the group is doing, um, and to switch it off every day. So that one day it'll be Miranda, one day it'll be Daniel, one day it'll be Nina, one day it'll be Tim Foster, and one day it'll be Lou. Yeah. No? But I love the idea of having someone um, responsible for recording uh, what you do as you go. I think that slows down time, and time is precious when you're in uh, in Walt Disney World. And to have someone really take care, whether it's on their phone or on a, a pad and a piece of paper, to every ride, every attraction, every snack you have, every sort of moment you have is um, a wonderful exercise for the... Um, for the raconteur, which is French for person who takes notes, and also for the group, because at night then, you could say over dinner, what do we do today? And, and your family member could then give it to you. And that's my stop and smell the roses moment for a family member. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure that was beautiful, but all I heard was dinner and snacks, and I, you lost <laughs> me after that. Uh, your, your whole, it, start, it, ends, it starts, that's, what did we do today? We ate at the... <laughs> 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 now, I like that, though. That's, we used to do kind of the same thing, but like write it down on napkins what we did. Very cool. I like that. Cool. So, but Tim, not, what, but what, it's not what, my turn. Oh, it is my it turn. It is your turn. Is so make something dog. up quickly. I can, uh, what was that? I said, I said make, make something, something up quickly. <laughs> oh, I'm back in the green room. This is just. Yeah. All right, I'm grabbing this one before any of you do. I think I, I felt like I escaped the bullet on that last one. Um, we're going to Epcot. Actually, I'm going to be in Epcot for quite a bit on this trip. But for this one, <clears throat> I'm going to one of my favorite pavilions in don't, all of World don't Showcase. Don't say it. <laughs> Go ahead. Which one am I saying? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, well, which one do you think I'm going to say? I'm very interested. Well, I don't want to tip my hand. I don't want to show no, my hand ahead. yet. I'm very interested to hear what you think I'm going to say. Is it, a, uh, is it an, an Asian country? No. Yes. No. See? Nice. See? I got you. I got you. That's later on my list. <laughs> this time, we're going to France. And, um, well, you can fill in the blanks of what I don't say. Um, but one of my favorite spots to many favorite spots to sit and relax and take a break in all the world showcase is in the France pavilion 
uh, over to the right as you enter, where um, there's the the hedge garden there, and um, just lots of places just to sit and relax. Nobody really heads over that way. Um, it's kind of out of the mainstream of the pavilions and shops and the and the film and all whatnot. Um, but wonderful views of the waterway and the international gateway, as well as the France Pavilion itself. One of the stores that's there, this is my rose tie-in, is of course the I'm going to, oh, I checked this. This is my f two years of French in school pronunciation. The Plume et Palais. How's that? You failed French, clearly, obviously. The palette? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, the prune inside the pencil? Mm. No, 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 no. Look it up. Look it up. It's there. But it's uh, basically a perfume shop. Wonderful to check out, of course, as well as the other shops in the France Pavilion. Uh, an added bonus, though, at Flower and Garden, and I have a feeling we're going to touch on Flower and Garden quite a bit here, um, is uh, tucked away on that side of the French Pavilion, uh, at least in years past. I hope it's this year. I've read that it will be, so I'm hoping it'll still be there. But is an uh, additional attraction in the France Pavilion, which is the Fragrance Garden, to kind of piggyback on the whole perfume thing basically little stations where they explain different uh, uh, different types of perfume and the aromas that go in them and then you can actually lift up a little it's hard to describe but you can basically smell the different perfume scents inspired by the many flowers that are in France and in the pavilion at that time of course um, so again it's a wonderful it smells great it's fantastic not to mention a fantastic place to sit and relax with a nice pastry from the boulangerie patisserie. Nice. Look at you showing off that education you got. So I, um, <clears throat> I'm going to see your France, and I'm going to raise you not an Asian pavilion, but oh. I'll, stay in, I'll stay in Epcot with you. Okay. I'll see your France, and I'll raise you the United Kingdom. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So we're going to go over the bridge. Um, and I, I specifically stayed away from things like Flower and Garden and other special events because I was I wanted to think of places that are accessible and things that people can experience all year round. You can always go smell the perfume. And you can also it's always great. go to the back of the UK pavilion. Mm -hmm. Right? You walk your way down through High Street and Regency Street and you go into Britannia Square. And in that section that is sort of off the main area of the promenade, sometimes people are drawn back there because they're shopping, they're wandering, they hear music in the background but the garden maze and the gazebo and that very park-like atmosphere is, is i think very much often overlooked by people who have their heads down looking at maps saying okay where do we need to go to next what's the next attraction what's the next show or restaurant there's a, a quaint little park back there really nice place to take some fish and chips like you go to yorkshire county fish shop it's uh it's right on the promenade you go in the back with your fish your chips your beer or iced tea your malt vinegar of course mm -hmm. you can enjoy a, a concert by the british revolution so if you want sort of that english music from the 60s up till today you've got the concert back there for some of the younger tykes or short people like me there's the garden maze so you're sitting back there you're enjoying the concert the fish and chips the kids are wandering through the little garden maze uh, there's lots of neat things to see there uh, both from an architectural and a historical standpoint to some of the details, like the English post box. Uh, I'll link in the show notes this week to a 
a walkthrough review of the UK that we did with some friends from the United Kingdom. We talk about those stories and the history and the detail so you can really appreciate what's back there because if you don't sort of make your way into the back of some of these pavilions and I'm going to, I didn't mean to do this, but I'm going to anyway because it's it's right in this general vicinity. But many of these pavilions, like a United Kingdom, like a France, like a Morocco, you need to sort of go into the back and wander. Put down the map and let your sort of eye and your mind or your ears, whatever, or your nose, you know, the olfactory senses, let those lead you into the back and explore a little bit more. And I think in the back of the UK Pavilion, Britannia Square is one of the most beautiful places to stop and smell the roses and eat your fish and chips. I got lost in the maze once. <laughs> Isn't it very... It's a small maze. But it's, it's a small maze. It's it's like... Ele- <laughs> the, the hedges are like 11 inches high, so I can barely see over them, but Tim got lost. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, Daniel, back to you. Okay. Um, I have a, uh, a somewhat irreverent stop and smell the roses, which is... That's French for go with me here. <laughs> exactly. Once again, it's Latin for... Uh, go with me here. And this one is um, when you are on a, uh, on a ride, on a, on a dark ride, on an attraction, whether it's Haunted Mansion or Peter Pan's Flight or just a classical dark ride, is to close your eyes. It's a bizarre, perhaps, uh, but meaningful moment where you're you it's what I did when I was a kid on these rides just for a split second because it's so amazing and when you close your eyes you tend to um to access sounds and smells better just for a split second and be a kid again and close your eyes on these rides and think of the first time you ever went on them and try to feel the same way that you did uh, back then. And I, it's a stop and smell the roses moment only because um, the odds are very good that people who are listening to, to Lou's podcast have been on these rides many, many times. And when they go again, they may be holding their son or daughter or granddaughter or grandson or wife, etc., brother, sister. But just to close your eyes in Haunted or close your eyes in Pirates or close your eyes in one of the Fantasyland dark rides and be a kid again and just take it in for 10 or 15 seconds without your eyes open is, for me, quintessential. And it gets back to, somehow it gets back to the soul of Disney that you're young again, everything's possible. And when you open your eyes, you don't know if you'll be 16 or 65. I love that, and it's beautiful. And you know who could really appreciate that? Tim Foster, because that's how he experiences most of the attractions, with his eyes closed, cowering with his head nuzzled into my shoulder because he's petrified of pretty much everything. But with that, you know, I segue to you, Tim you know, Foster, and the next on your list. In all I was going to ask if closing your eyes on the Tower of Terror counts. But <laughs> I don't I think that's what he meant. I don't think this that's where he's going. This may be a first. You you managed to take one of my talking to items, and it wasn't even one of the items. Just, that's been, that's a, that's amazing. 
Oh, let's see. Where am I going to go? You sort of stole one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with this one because this this is this is honest to goodness. And go with me here because we're going on quite a journey to get there. I'm still in Epcot. I don't think I'm getting out of Epcot on this. <laughs> now, just remember, um, we all, we're trying to keep within 10, so that limits the number that you and I can go wait, back are we and forth. Doing, this is 10 each or 10 all told? No, no this, is, this is 10. It may, why don't we say it's more like 12? We'll, we'll do maybe four right, each, and we'll keep good. it around 12. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine two of these. See, you should see what I'm doing here. This is a masterpiece. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm back at Epcot. We're in Future World this time. We're out of World Showcase. And I'm heading over to the west side, which always confuses me because Epcot's upside down. But that's another story. And we're going to go to the Imagination Ride, Journey into Imagination with Figment, so I don't get nasty emails. And the go with me here part is we're going to take a moment in the scent lab to look at our surroundings, see what's going on, and notice that among the many possible smells we could get if the wheel spins right includes vanilla, fresh cut grass, mint, cinnamon, and roses, which you can see on the three tanks that are toward the left of that scene. And I'm still waiting for the wheel to come up roses. It comes up wrong for me every time. But so that's the smell the roses part. The stop part is when we leave the pavilion. And this is what I really want to touch on. But the whole west side of future world, um, if you get away from the land pavilion a little bit and all the soaring people. But that whole area is uh, a very, very tranquil, very peaceful, very serene. And all, all the, um, the architecture and design elements that you'll see there, very fluid, very curved, lots of water. Um, and lots of wonderful places to sit down and relax, especially outside of interventions as you're leaving there. There's um, a couple benches there kind of out of the way. There's a courtyard that has the invention plaques. Um, and even going over to the Imagination Pavilion and looking at the upside-down waterfall, um, going over the bridges, looking in the water, which is amazingly clear and beautiful. Um, it's just a wonderful place to stop and relax once you get off the main pathway that everyone's following to get to the land pavilion or to the uh, Nemo pavilion. Um, you'll find lots of little tucked away places to sit and relax. And it's interesting because it's kind of it's a, a nice contrast to the east side of the pavilion, which has obviously some of the headliners at Epcot, um, rather busy, more high tech, a little bit more angular. Um, Nice to head over to the uh, west side and sit and relax, listen to the water, and if you're in the mood, go into imagination and hope you smell the roses. I'm not promising you will, but you can try. You can listen to the land, too. Um, I to applaud land. you, Tim Foster, because you <laughs> snuck in like 17 there. Snuck. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk. When you're done, hold on. When you're done and you want to go to World Showcase and go to France, go on the pathway, not down the problem, not down the pathway, where you will pass some lovely rose bushes. And they smell so nice. So I, I once again, I want to quickly detail. That's how I snuck one in. I, I love how we're each taking a different look at this. Like you took a very literal interpretation of stopping and smelling roses, right? I know. Uh, Daniel, you took a very sort of wide, um, yeah, much I was more, more sort of interpretive. Philosophical. It, it, philosophical. 
philosophical SAT Latin word. and French and and uh, philosophical whatever you falafel <laughs> oh falafel um I took a, a different interpretation I I once again thought about places uh and I have two other places left I have a, I have more but I'm not going to go crazy with the honorable mentions so I have two places left and I'm going to put them in descending order I'm going to save my favorite place to stop and smell the roses for last but this one is one that I love because I would probably guess that 99.9% of guests and people who are listening have probably never been there. Wow. So it is in Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I defy you is not a half-day park. Instead, I challenge you. It's a two-day park, but I digress. This is where <laughs> you, should not, you should not grab a map. This is where you should say, we are going to spend the day and we're going to wander we're going to explore. We're going to see where the path takes us because there are so many divergent paths that you can go to. There's many ways to get from A to B, I think, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And there are some areas that I think are so beautiful and so well-themed and unfortunately overlooked, underutilized to a certain degree because of changes that have happened over the years. And one of my favorite places is Asia. Um, I love the theming. I love the story, I, the whole backstory, how it all ties in together. I'm not going to lie. I love the Yak and Yeti collectively and separately. I love the outside counter service restaurant. I love so many of the other locations that they're not even counter service or quick service. They're almost snack stands and snack kiosks. A lot of great places to get great food as you're wandering through Disney's Animal Kingdom. But one that I think is very much overlooked lies just behind the Drinkwalla building. And so if you're coming into Asia, uh, Yak and Yeti restaurants on your left, the small brown uh, uh, building that has uh, a Coca-Cola, a lot of Coca-Cola signs outside is known as Drinkwalla. Inside, you can get uh, frozen beverages like frozen Coke or blue raspberry or lemonade. Nothing better than a frozen Coke in the hot summer of Animal Kingdom. Incredible theming inside, right? There's a huge, there's a story that goes on as you cross that threshold into a very, very small snack stand to get, you know, your sodas or, or, or snacks or fruits, whatever it may be. But my favorite place, um, possibly in all of Disney's Animal Kingdom, is just behind there. As you're looking, if you stand inside and you're ordering your drink, you can sort of look through these windows and you can see the Discovery River off in the distance. Uh, when I said underutilized, that's what I was talking about. It used to be home to the Discovery River boats and the River Taxis and a Radio Disney uh, radio uh, cruise, none of which ever really worked for a variety of reasons. I actually wrote about it in Celebrations Magazine. There's a quick plug for the magazine. But if you go behind here, not on the bridge side, but as you walk more towards Asia, there's a small stone pathway and a small stone series of steps that take you behind to the lower level right on the banks of Discovery River. There, there's a beautiful, uh, colorful uh, open-air boat docked at the base of this bridge to Asia. Uh, again, you can sort of fill in the story. You see the familiar Coke bottles in there. You, It looks as though this is where Drinkwalla is getting their shipment from, from this very... Uh, basic sort of primitive but yet very beautiful uh, Asian inspired boat no one ever goes down there whether you get your coke from Drinkwalla or your tea from the tea cart right next door both hot or cold there's nice snacks there as well this is one of my favorite places to stop there are no roses in sight but 
you listen to the music, right? I love sitting next to the water, sitting in the shade, listening to the birds, listening to the sound of the guests as they walk by, yet off the major beaten path, the lower level on the banks of the water, by the boats, behind Drinkwalla at Disney's Animal Kingdom Asia section, one of my all-time favorite places to stop, get a drink, and figuratively smell the roses. Oh, uh, you and I, frozen Sweet. Cokes, we're there. Um, am I up? You're up. Sure. And I want you, and because we're getting, I think we're probably almost, if not over 10 now, I want we're you to over, give me, Daniel, I want you to knock this one out of the park. I want you to give me your best or your last <laughs> place to stop and smell the roses. Knowing okay. Lou is going to rattle off 32 when we're done. <laughs> I, I promise you, I will not. Mm-hmm. I have honorable mentions. I <clears throat> Lou's last one was extraordinary, um, but I'll give you my last official top 10 stop and smell the roses. And it is, um, as per my style, a little uh, philosophical. <laughs> but here's what it is. And um, credit to David Roberts, my brother, who helped formulate this idea with me that it's there are certain scenes um, in attractions where you wish the ride would slow down so you could see more. You almost wish that the uh, the ride vehicle would circumnavigate the room so you could see every angle of everything. And the two we came up with were um, the banquet scene in Haunted Mansion where Every time I go on it, my chin is out of my doom buggy. I'm just trying to gather as much information as possible and slow down the moment and take in um, everything. The phantom piano player, the dueling paintings, um, all the elements of the banquet. They're so well done that I I wish it that my doom buggy would go around and around again. The second is um, Peter Pan's flight going over London that we would love to stop and smell the roses more if if, uh, our sailing ship would, again, circle around that scene of London at night so we could really take it in. That said, for me, during some of these magical attractions that the stop and smell uh, the roses moments are trying as best you can to see all you can see um, and take it all in uh, and remember it because then when you're home um, after the trip is over and you're planning your new trip to Walt Disney World that you have all this mental information of something you loved. There's an easy hurry back there, little Leota impression and joke, but I'm going <laughs> to let that one go. Uh, well, it go I, was, the... I was waiting for you to, there's something about every car spinning around, and that's how I feel that every, you know, that's where I thought. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I agree with you about uh, sometimes wanting to sort of repeat over and over again, and, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's gotten in a queue more than once to, to ride an attraction over and over again. So, uh, little Timmy Foster, 
Yeah. This is it. You're up. You're up at bat. You're out of the. You're, you're off the on deck circle. Knock this one out of the park. <laughs> All right. Look. L- listen to how I squeeze these in. Oi. The first. I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm getting out of the roses and the flowers. These are the just places that I thought. You know, just just nice to get away from everything, sit, relax, soak it in, kind of thing. You are so close to this one that was on my list, Lou, because I was specifically going to talk about the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Mm. And again, I won't dwell on that too long. <laughs> I think it's um, uh, to me one of the more overlooked uh, places in the animal kingdom uh, for someone that just goes in and leaves in the afternoon. Sorry, Lou. Um, but obviously, you have the headliner attractions in Asia, but the Maharaja Jungle Trek is well worth the time if uh, you go and wander in and uh, just get lost in there and just uh, be amazed at how quiet everything is and how far away you are, apparently, from civilization. And uh, and just following on the interest of stopping and trying to getting the sense that you're away from everything, quickly I'll touch on... Uh, the pathway from the Wilderness Lodge to the Fort Wilderness Campground. There's a trail there. If you don't know about it, you can rent a bike and ride the trail. Uh, you can walk the trail. Um, either way, once you get about halfway between the two resorts, it's really cool to just sit there, look out over the lake, and listen. Uh, you will hear nothing but birds chirping, armadillos scurrying, whatever else lives in Florida running around. You will may hear the faint toot of a train whistle but that's really your only indication that you are just minutes away from one of the most busiest places in the world but here you are isolated from pretty much everything uh, which is, it's pretty amazing when you stop um, similarly if you go out on the boardwalk in the morning not at night but if you go out in the morning uh, on your way to Epcot and you're walking around you'd be surprised how serene and quiet it is it's nice to grab a table uh, grab a pastry um, and again, sit and enjoy the sights. Um, and then again, along those same lines, taking any of the boat launches, uh, particularly like the Magic Kingdom, whether from the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian to the Magic Kingdom, or even better, the Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge Contemporary Circuit, just riding on that boat lazily around the river or the lake um, and drinking in all the serenity. Just a few places to go where you can get away from everything even if it's just for a few minutes you are the luke skywalker to my yoda because after all these years tim foster you're finally figuring out how to sneak in 11 in in one section and like luke i learn from the master and you carry me on your back throughout the parks which is nice which is it's it's a win for me um get there i am going to finish out this top whatever uh with my all-time ultimate favorite and if you've listened to the show before you almost can tell where i'm going to go with this because this isn't not just one of my favorite places to stop and smell the roses it's one of my favorite places in the entire resort and it is an epcot center not that i i don't mean to shortchange hollywood studios or magic kingdom but it is an epcot center um and it's the katsura grill in japan Japan is my favorite pavilion, as along with American Adventure and the Italy Pavilion. But believe it or not, I love this because it's not. But it's not about 
the Japanese comfort food. It's not about the sushi. It's not about the ice green tea, although you can do it's about outside. It's about outside in that upper area by the Katsura Grill. It was inspired by that this sort of imperial garden in Kyoto, Japan. It has that Angawa style of traditional seating where you've got those wooden benches in front of the bank of windows. It's this this uh, historic Japanese style tea house. But outside, uh, as you after you get your food and you come outside, you can see there's a, a number. There's maybe six or seven tables there and i love to go into the corner um nobody puts baby in the corner but i love going into the corner anyway (laughs) and you sit under the lanterns and i love this at dusk beautiful at dusk and there's the bamboo trees and all these delicately trimmed trees and flowers right the 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 japan is is known for this centuries-old passion for gardening there's gentle japanese music playing the sounds and the visuals and the kinetic elements of the waterfall the view of the little koi ponds and the bridge, and you can gaze down at the promenade and, and watch the people go by. It, it is the quintessential, it's so serene, right? It is the place that you stop, and it's not just a place to have your lunch or dinner. It is a place to relax and enjoy. And to your point, Daniel, you can close your eyes, right? And you hear the waterfall. You hear the people talking. You hear the rustling of the bamboo trees and you hear that beautiful Japanese music and the sound of me, you know, chowing down on my sushi, but (laughs) it is such a serene environment. And again, I love Walt Disney World at dusk. This area at dusk when those lanterns first come on is absolutely spectacular. And in my definition, in my interpretation of places to stop and sit and relax and smell the right to to enjoy the environment in which you are immersed. The outdoor garden seating area by Katsura Grill in Japan is far and away number one on my list. Amen, brother. See, I left that for you. Thank you. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you. So, uh, but as although we've we've been able and notice, I'm not even going to throw in the TTA as an, as an honorable mention, right? I'm not going to do you that. You just did. What? Just no, did. I didn't. <laughs> Unbelievable. But what I want to do is I want to save some, right? I want to invite those people who are listening to share theirs, right? Tell us how you interpret places to stop and smell the roses and share yours. Come to wdwradio.com, click on this week's podcast, go to the show notes, and you can leave it there in the comment section. You can also post it on Twitter or on Facebook, on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash wdwradio. I would love to keep this conversation going, and I'd love to hear about places that we didn't mention, or maybe ways of interpreting stopping and smelling the roses that we didn't, uh, maybe didn't consider. Because I think based on the three of us, I'm sure there's other ways to interpret what some people, what that means to some people when they come to Walt Disney World. It may be, you know, the, the hot tub at their favorite resort pool. It could be sitting out on their deck, you know, on their balcony at Animal Kingdom Lodge, whatever it may be. I want you to share that with... I I just thought of that on the fly. uh, But I want you to share those with us and more importantly, educate us. Point something out to me that I never thought of before, right? All three of us, we've been to Disney so many times. I want you to introduce us to something we may have never considered. Come to the show notes, come to Facebook or tweet it out to me. I'm at Lou Mangiello. Uh, Love to hear more about what you guys think. 
is your favorite place to stop and smell the roses. Daniel Roberts, I cannot thank you enough again, my friend, for coming on, for sharing uh, your stories, your interpretation. I want to uh, not just thank you, but I want to congratulate you and your wife on the birth of your child. There is no greater miracle on this planet than the birth of a child. Tim Foster, I don't, I don't know you. what I want. I, I want to congratulate you on Celebrations Magazine because you're oh. continuing to knock it out of the park every other month after every other month yeah. <laughs> because that's when it comes out. Not just in print because I love seeing it on the shelf, but you can get it on your iPad. You can get it on the Kindle, correct? Apparently. <laughs> Say it with a little bit more conviction. You can get it on the iPad. You can get it on the Kindle. You can get it you on can... the iPad, definitely. I think you can get it on the Kindle. And you, you can also one. go to Tim's house and he'll read it. Kindle it's coming to. Right. And you can go to Tim's house or meet him in the parks and he'll read it to you. He'll read yes. it to you at the Katsura Grill. I'll, uh, I'll, I won't give you one, but I'll tell you. <laughs> right. But you can also find out more. Listen, if you can't, if you can't corner Tim, uh, you can subscribe and order back issues over at celebrationspress.com. Guys, I-, I loved this segment. I-, I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing it with me. We're going to come back. We have, a, we have a couple of other ideas of ones that we want to do. And Daniel, I'd love to have you come back on as well, too, because this really was a lot of fun. It would be my great pleasure. I love you, Foster. I love you, Mangello. You guys, uh, despite what happened in the green room, we are all brothers. <laughs> I have to brush up on my French-English dictionary so I understand all these big words. Tim Foster, you had me at boulangerie. So. Woohoo! <laughs> Time once again for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to challenge yourself to see how well you know about Walt Disney World's history. Pay attention to the details, what you see or hear. Maybe identify a quote from an attraction or show and ask you to identify where in Walt Disney World you may have heard that clip. I'll then select one winner randomly for all the correct entries for our Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week's trivia challenge was all about seeing if you can identify where in Walt Disney World you could find a thing, or maybe in this case, a person. And your question was simply, where in the world can you find Guano Joe? So again, thanks and congratulations to the literally hundreds of you that entered and got this right. And I love the fact that you all knew that he comes from Flights of Wonder, another overlooked attraction that may not be sort of an e-ticket thrill, but it's fun and really embodies the spirit of Disney's Animal Kingdom because it's all about animals and all about conservation. It's a 25-minute show in the outdoor, canvas-covered, which means it's shaded, caravan stage theater in Asia, and it sort of looks like uh, the, the architecture and a structure that you'd find up in the Himalayas somewhere. You're greeted there by animal trainers and sort of a, a swooping hello from one of the more than 20 species of birds in the show. And along the way, you're going to meet learn from and laugh with Guano Joe. He's sort of a local tour guide that stops by to help out the bird handlers. Fun show. If you haven't seen it before, definitely go and check out Flights of Wonder. Again, all of you who played entered to win all of my audio walking tours of Walt Disney World. 
the WW Radio luggage tag and a button and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2. And this week's winner is Samantha Gailey. So, Samantha, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, thank you again for playing. And don't worry, because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I thought we would stay in Disney's Animal Kingdom this week because it is not just about animals and conservation, but as you can see from the segment we did this week, it's about the location, about the places to wander and explore, but also to have fun on the attractions as well, of course. So your question this week is to tell me on which attractions in Disney's Animal Kingdom do you travel through time? You have until Sunday, March 10th at 11.59 p.m., to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com, you'll again be playing for the prize package that includes the WDW Radio luggage tag, button, all the audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a mystery vinylmation, and I'm also going to throw in a mystery ticket as well, too. Remember, send your answers to contest at wdwradio.com by 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, March 10th. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Be sure and come by the website over at www.radio.com. Leave your comments about your favorite place to stop and smell the roses while you're there. Also, be sure and check out our daily blog posts, photo galleries, contest videos. Subscribe to our free email newsletter with exclusive content, contests, offers, and much more. There you can also connect with me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello and like the Facebook page over at facebook.com slash radio. You can also download the new free WDW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device and be part of the community and family by meeting and talking with other Disney fans in our free WDW Radio discussion forums. Also, be sure and click on the events tab to find out about all the new events we have coming up, including our meets of the month in Walt Disney World and WDW Radio on the road. Our next meet of the month is going to be Sunday, March 24th in downtown Disney. Going to be tied into our next event, which is WDW Radio at the movies where you can join us for an exclusive private screening of Oz the Great and Powerful at the AMC Theaters in downtown Disney more than just having the theater exclusively for us everyone's going to get a ticket to the theater two vouchers for popcorn and soda and before the show Jim Corcus and I are going to do a discussion and presentation on the Disney and Oz connection in history and we'll take questions from you the audience we're also going to have a raffle to win prizes books and lots more Everybody gets a WW Radio event passport, an exclusive stamp, a mystery ticket, and maybe a surprise or two as well. Tickets are just $20, and they are limited, but you can find out more at the events page. Hope you can join us there on Sunday, March 24th. Hope you also can join us in San Francisco at the Walt Disney Family Museum on Saturday, April 13th. You can find out more information about our special group trip to the Family Museum, as well as presentations, what we're going to be doing out there as well. If you haven't been out to Disney's Alana Resort in Hawaii, come with us July 15th through the 20th. I'll also be in Toronto in early June and New York City later on that month. Stay tuned for more details about those events and lots more on the events page. I want to give a quick thanks to all of my sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel provider. It's who I use, whether you're going to Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, or on the Disney Cruise Line, maybe with us on the Disney Fantasy in November with our very special guest, Ridley Pearson. Becky Menken and her team of agents give you not just the best possible prices, 
all available discounts even after you book an incredible level of personal service. But most importantly, it all comes at no additional cost to you. Please visit them over at mousefantravel.com. When you're coming down to Walt Disney World, All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World. So if you want some room to spread out, bring the entire family. Visit allstarvacationhomes.com. And as Tim Foster and I talked about earlier, if you want to get some Disney magic delivered right to your iPad or your device or right to your home in print, visit celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, Please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links on Facebook or come by and comment there. And please come by, rate and review the show and the app over on iTunes. Very, very helpful. Very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, I want to thank each and every one of you sincerely for taking the time to listen to the show each and every week, to email me, to be such good friends and be so helpful and supportive and allowing me to share my passion with you each and every week. So I want you to remember the three C's of life because life is all about choice, change, and chance. So make a choice to take a chance and change your life for the better. Do things that make you happy each and every day. And I hope you all have a great, great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Richie McKenna from Westfield, New Jersey again. I'm calling on Thursday, February 28th, and I just wanted you to know that my wife and I thought of you tonight of all things while watching Jeopardy. During the Jeopardy round, Alex Trebek asked an answer about, and I quote, it said an ocean wave drenched a candy stand on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, giving rise to this chewy confection. And the question was, of course, saltwater taffy, as I learned from you and Jim Corcus in episode 313 about Disney's boardwalk. Not only that, but there was even a question about Disney's monorail later in the round. Thanks for helping us today with the Jeopardy crew, Lou and Jim. Keep up the great work because we want all the help we can get if if we ever want to make it onto Jeopardy. So we love the show and we listen all the time. See you later. All right. Hi, Lou. My name is Jeff Armstrong. Um, I'm Jeff, the theme park EMT. Hey, I was just calling uh, to see how uh, kind of need need some help, but we're uh, we're doing the Relay for Life again this year, April 20th to 21st. It actually changes Saturday and Sunday. Again, this year it's going to be on Disney property. It's going to be in, uh, behind Station 4 across the Saratoga Springs. All the money's all go toward uh, American Camp Society. Again, my name is Jeff Armstrong, and uh, I'm Jeff of Theme Park EMT, Jeff on Twitter, and uh, uh, just hoping you maybe to, you can be able to come out and help the event. We're going to talk to you soon. Bye.